Welcome to In The Flow with your hosts, Amy and Layla, where we dive into all things intuition, spirituality, and the behind the scenes of two intuitive channels. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's In The Flow conversation with Layla and myself. Hi, Layla. How's it going? Hey, Amy. It's going good. How are you? Good. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just got off of a, a Q&A mastermind call with Soulwise LA. So it's literally been like five minutes, but hey, we are in the flow and we wanted to come on and just keep flowing with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're really vibing with this energy. There was so much light and so much support and a real beautiful depth that I felt was nourishing in our community call. Our topic was discernment. And there's a lot of questions around this, which I totally get. Like it's super, it's very natural to wonder and question, especially as we're going into the world of spiritual communication, working with energies, you know, what is mine and what isn't and wait, what is that frequency? And why am I feeling this way? You know, like a lot can really come up when we start to open our spiritual and Claire gifts. So yeah. yeah. 100%. And you know, for, I like to speak to the people who are really new on their intuitive and their spiritual path um, about the importance of discernment. So discernment for me, how I, you know, speak about it and what it means to me is basically feeling into energy, thoughts, feelings, emotions that we are experiencing and asking like, is this mine or is this true? Or, um, and if it's not mine, who is it? And then going through the steps of either, you know, clearing the emotion either through different modalities, whether we be, we're talking about movement or touch or breath or sound or, you know, other like crystals and stuff like that, or visualizations, um, discernment is so important for the new intuitive, because when we and people will speak about it being a spiritual awakening. And it really, a lot of times for a lot of people is this quick opening of their energy, meaning they have this ability to almost like switch on overnight, this perception of higher consciousness. And it could be so overwhelming. Like it can actually be kind of scary and exhilarating at the same time, right? So it's like, we're experiencing all these really cool new things. Um, we're connecting in with, you know, our, our chakras and our clairs and we're meditating and you might even be having experiences with your guides or your higher self or angels, depending on which direction you go. But there gets to be a point where it can be like information overload and you kind of are like, whoa, I'm a mess. And you have to take a moment and have a pause whenever we're moving into, you know, anything new in our lives to really be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> what is this that I'm experiencing? And is it even mine? Before you think that you're going crazy, you might just need to clear some energy. And <laughs> my God, I feel like I had to be like, I needed that moment of like being so overwhelmed, but being so excited and then being like, okay, I need help. I need somebody who knows what they're doing because 
I am experiencing all this, but I'm getting so confused on what's going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the two aspects that are coming through that just presented right in front of me, you know, we have our physical world experiences. And I think when we work with those, it's going to support and stabilize us for our spiritual world experiences. But some of us are open from birth, you know, we're open from the beginning. And if we're not taught boundaries and discernment and energetic care in either of those worlds, we can be very overwhelmed and it can be very confusing. So, I mean, I feel like at some point, the majority of the population had those senses kind of closed or shut down because it wasn't fostered or accepted. So our system conformed to what is normal in our reality as a typical human. So if we start from that point and we say, okay, now we don't really have the spiritual acumen and and sensory to understand all the different energies, which can be okay because it definitely can be overwhelming. Um, But let's start like in our physical life, when we're with friends, when we're with family, I remember being so overwhelmed in high school. I mean, mm-hmm. all the energies of all the students, the stress, the pressure of academics, and then the peer pressure. And then at the same time, my whole world was falling apart because my parents were divorcing. So it was like, oh my goodness, what is happening? And it was just too much. And that was just <laughs> in the physical world, picking up and just being overstimulated that I, I would like leave physically. Like I would leave school. I would just go drive. I would hike. I would just check out just so I could clear my energy. And I didn't have the words for it at the time, but I knew I needed solitude. I knew like this environment is too much for me. Um, and that was the starting point of me really like digging deeper within myself. Who am I? what energy is mine? Where do I feel most comfortable? And again, I didn't have the full, uh, like I didn't have the full terminology and the perspective and information way of talking about it that I do now, but that's what was happening. And I think that if we start to take care of ourselves in the physical world and really get to know who we are and strengthen our resolve within ourself, then we can build upon it when we begin to work with spirit and those tools that we learn translate over into spiritual communication and spiritual practices and healing work, all the stuff when we talk about spiritual discernment. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true, Amy. And one thing that that brought up for me is, you know, you talked about that you went on walks and you really like, it seemed as though even in the chaos, you had some sort of still like, I don't know, healthy, like outlet that you knew, like, let me go do this. For me, all I can remember is completely dissociating. And um, I absolutely had no idea, like, especially through high school and my younger years, like who I was, I couldn't tell you favorite colors or anything like that. And I think that's normal to kind of teenage angst, but also it was a complete shutdown because it was so overwhelming to feel everything that I became the ultimate people pleaser. And I think a lot of people who are very sensitive, intuitive, empathic from birth, our people pleasers, we kind of create that because the environment that we're going into, we feel and sense. 
Um, and so it becomes important to us to pacify the people around us so that we don't become overwhelmed. So it's a catch 22, like we're, we're being people pleasers while kind of not being really connected to ourselves. And so you can feel really, really lost and have no idea of like what my purpose is and who mm -hmm. am I and what do I even want? And usually there's a, you know, what they call like the dark night of the soul where everything kind of dissipates and you feel like you're at rock bottom and you're just like starting over. Um, and that's what really happened to me. Cause I don't think I had any kind of healthy coping except for a complete dissociation. And what really happened um, is that I had kids and I had a family and I had a job and it was just like creating all that stress. Like, Hey, you, you can't, you can't not be in the body because everyone subconsciously, whether they know it, like, um, or inner speaking it, they could feel the energy that I'm not really here. Mm -hmm. And so when I had my kind of opening up of energy, again, it, I was flooded, like, oh my gosh, like I sense and feel everything. And I have had no discernment through my whole life. And that is what has made things so difficult. But, you know, we can always go back and say these difficulties, this difficult experience is what created me to be at this point that I am today, where I can hold space for other people who are experiencing the exact same thing or yet, or they can even maybe even resonate with some part of maybe my experience growing up and your experience growing up and seeing like, hey, like you may be struggling right now. Um, and there's a path forward for you for connecting in and really honoring your sensitivity and knowing how to be discerning first means you have to learn and know yourself. And that mm -hmm. is that journey inward that we all have to take. And so people go, how do I discern? I well, first, who are you? Have you even allowed yourself to get to know yourself? Not in the labels, not in who you say you are, but who are you to the core of your being, the, the spiritual self, the, the infinite within this physical body. And that's why we say like journaling, having meditation, having mindfulness, like connecting in, questioning, becoming aware is, is the ground foundation for understanding then what is yours and what isn't. And you can't, you can't say what isn't yours if you don't know who you are in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And you brought something up that I think is really important. And also like, I'm super intrigued to have a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> so once you like found who you were, I would only imagine your energy shifted and it was like a light was shining through you. Mm -hmm. Do you find that your personality amplified and like, how yeah. did that feel for you? And then how did others respond to you? Oh, I just wrote about this. So this is so interesting that you brought that up. 100%. My personality didn't change, but it amplified. Um, it became, uh, it just got brighter, but there were people who I would say when I was going through that first part of that really awakening and that awareness. And I was actually starting to process some of the grief that I was holding in that I really shut myself down from. People got a little concerned. They're like, you think this is really good for you and safe? And I'm like, you know, you go through this period of time, Amy, where I think, I, I don't know if you can resonate, but I'm sure you can, where it's like, I don't know if I want to be here. I want to be up where I am when I go into meditation. And I don't mm -hmm. mean like ending my life and stuff like that. What I'm talking about is like, this feeling and desire to not be in this heaviness and this pain. And there's this period where you, when you first start opening up where it's like, this is so much 
this is so much better. And they, and, and people that I was open to really were like, whoa, like what's going on? Are you even safe practicing this? Um, and so that's why for one, having a community and having people around you who have been through this and can hold you in this space without, you know, um, uh, feeling like you're being dangerous um, by saying like, I am experiencing such grief, but such beauty at the same time. Like this is a beautiful experience but you're really starting to process things. So I, I feel like most of my friends kind of went like, oh, this is so interesting. Um, and then some of them, you know, nobody really, I don't think shunned or, and nothing happened really with friends, but definitely with family, um, there was a, a definite change and confusion. And so that's always been something that's been something that I've had to work through. And I think a lot of people have had to work through, but yeah, when I look at my past and how like passive I was, it's really wild that I'm willing to be so outspoken with coming online, going on social media, creating courses, uh, you know, doing sessions because that's so not my my trajectory my whole life. It was really the passive funny person who's going to make you feel good, um, but you'll never see any part of my pain because it's too much. And so the shift happened when I did open up and start shining my light that I felt like I was like covered and filled with a light that felt like it was, it's Layla, but it's Layla 2.0. It's upgraded. It's a different Layla. And some people were willing to program that into their computer database of their energy about me. And some people weren't willing to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what I feel is like, you're really kind of speaking about what many of us go through with that dark night of the soul and the awakening. And then like, it feels like you either were in that or it very much mirrored it. It was parallel to it. And you mentioned something about, is it safe what you're practicing? So can you share mm. with everyone, like what exactly were they questioning that became a part of your practice? Yeah. So, you know, growing up in religious household, um, I, whether, you know, it's Christianity or wherever you want to go, mine was a Christian household. Um, it was just the belief that, you know, if you don't, I, and I first, so I, I'll preface this with this. I was first connecting in to mediumship. It was something that came very naturally for me. And so in my excitement, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is so amazing. I uh, shared it with you know, different family members, um, not thinking about the fact that that was their belief, but I'm thinking, oh, if I can show them that like, hey, this is good, then maybe, maybe it'll change their minds. Um, <laughs> and that, that didn't, that didn't happen. And it became more of a, are you being tricked? And so that's something that has actually been a lifelong thing for me is the fear of either being controlled or tricked or, you know, the paranoia kind of thing. And so with that thought process, when that was, when that thought is, are you sure that you're not working with, you know, the guy downstairs, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it created a, um, it's such sadness for me to finally open up my energy. And like, I feel like I'm stepping into this newness. I'm stepping into the beauty. I feel for the first time, truly alive in my body. And then, and when you go to your family or you go to people who are close to you and you tell them this and they go, Ooh, yeah. this is not okay. Yeah. This is good. I mean, you really have to have support around you because it will, it will, it can really break you down. And so there, that, 
been in steps, the healing, like, how can I, how can I move through this? And there's so many different topics that we could branch off just about this particular thing, but it is very difficult, especially if you grew up in a religious family to move away from that. And it's the fear of being judged. It's really the fear of being judged. And also then their, their thoughts of, are you actually, are you being tricked and being controlled? And that's where paranoia and kind of intrusive thoughts and fear kind of play in to the new intuitive, most definitely. Yeah. And the thing is like, what I'm, what I'm really seeing and hearing is that this was natural to you. And Mm -hmm. personally, if people question me, I have to say, why are you questioning? Like, and I, and I, my mind goes in every direction. Like, where did you get that assumption? Were you programmed with that too? Did somebody tell you, or did you actually like really have your own fear-based experience? Because the thing is, if you had your own fear-based experience where maybe you, I'm talking about the person accusing, uh, like me, let's say of working with dark energy. I'd be like, well, how would you even know? Are you telling me that you've worked with dark energy? Because I'm telling you I'm not. And I would know if I was, you know, that kind of a thing. So to me, it kind of bleeds over into now you're questioning me because this is happening naturally. It's a God-given gift that I see so much beauty and light. I can actually help a lot of people and it's healing me. I know, um, you mentioned to me, like you've had visitation from your grandmother. That was a huge healing for you. So, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, where do we draw the line? And the part about the, the, there's so much pain that can come from that, from those that we love or care about questioning us when we actually feel like we found a safety point, like we found light, we found ourselves again. And then when they question it, it's like, oh, so am I not accepted now? Now do we have separation and judgment? So it's like this cycle that happens. And, um, I've, I've been in this cycle and I dip down low and then I have to come back up. And fortunately over the years, I've learned how to teach myself to do it faster. Like maybe it would take me a week. And uh, now I'm like, okay, Amy, gotta get up. You have like a couple hours, (laughs) come on, (laughs) pop back up girl. But there's, there is so much to speak to this. And, um, I think when we talk about like spiritual discernment, it's also that neutrality, like, okay, I see what you're saying, but now I want to know why are you saying that? And do you really feel that I'm off base here? Or are you just questioning because those thoughts and that conditioning is like floating around in the airwaves, you know? Um, And so I'm very, very uh, like open to and grateful for people that will have an open conversation with me, even if they say, oh, it's just not my thing. That's so cool. Like, I'm not trying to make it be your thing at all we've connected in other areas, we can still connect and have friendships and relationships outside of my spiritual practice. But um, yeah, I was just, I was just kind of wondering, like, what was happening. And I could only imagine at a young age, having gone through a lot, finding something that helped you feel clear and balanced and really knowing who you are again, and then to be not only questioned, but I'm seeing that energy come at you of it feels accusatory, like these yeah. accusations. And it's like, whoa, now I have to go on defense with somebody that I love. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a lot, yeah. girl. That's yeah, a lot. It, it's I think it's a lot for when we go through that because, you know, especially if it's somebody like a parental figure, you know, mm-hmm. you we spend our whole lives, you know, especially when we're young kids, like looking up to our parents as like gods almost. 
And we just, most of us, I, I don't know about you, but I, I just wanted to make them happy and make them proud. And so I did things to try to really like, I didn't want disruption. I wanted, I was always trying to be the peacemaker. And that's really why I shut down a lot of stuff, but it, it can feel uh, very painful. And then I think as well, you know, I had the expectation of needing their approval so that I can approve myself of myself because I'm finding out who I am. And their concern comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of what they believe is true. And so it's really that, you know, that progression of, you know, one, understanding that they have a different thought and they have a different belief and they live in a different reality. Really our, our thoughts and our beliefs create our reality. So my reality that I live in is different than how they perceive reality. And also when we talk about discernment, when you do have somebody who is actively thinking that what you're doing is dangerous and working with energy that is unclean, at that moment, that's where discernment comes in because we can very often being so sensitive and intuitive and picking up the psychic field, especially with, you know, we create energy cords to, and these are literally just like strands of energy that we create that are going to be with our parents, with people who are close to us. We're going to pick up on some of their thoughts being sent to us. Mm -hmm. And so that is why for me, discernment has been huge. Because even though they're not thinking that they're sending this to me, they're not trying to portray it to me. But if they're praying for me and they're praying that, say, I, that my soul it shifts and goes back to religion, at that point, I'm going to pick up on it. I'm going to pick up on the fears. I'm going to pick up on the thoughts uh, of what they think that I might be working with. And that might create images and fears within myself. And so that definitely happened to me. And it, and it can happen because we are literally receiving that psychic information to somebody who's so close to us. And so discernment happens by you saying, hold on, do I actually think that I'm doing something like for me, in my example, am I doing something dangerous? Am I being tricked? No, I don't believe it. My body is saying no. Okay. So where is this coming from? And you can very easily typically know who, who thinks these thoughts and you can kind of intuitively get it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, we have to move forward with clearing that, but I, I, that's a process and learning how to connect into that energy. And there's so much, like, you know, there's so much grief that happens, but there's also like the beauty of awareness. And like you said, staying neutral, like, can I be neutral in this situation? Can I feel my emotions, but all at the same time, stand in my power. And that is the journey. <laughs> It really is because I know um, it could be a tendency to want to leave or disassociate, you know, like leave the relationship, no more communication or contact. And it really takes somebody who's healed to say, okay, I feel you pushing on a wound here. Like you're really tapping into a pain point of mine, but I'm going to stay here in neutrality and love on myself. And now I'm holding space for you while I'm processing my own stuff, like that's an advanced level of spiritual mastery, in my opinion, to have to hold space for others, especially those that are like out of their fear, transferring it onto us. And I heard that as you were talking transference. So, yeah. you know, you see the visions and it's like, 
where did that vision come from? I never saw this or ever had it a part of my reality ever. And now all of a sudden my dreams are being influenced every night that I'm psychically tuning into these energies. And then you trace it back and it's like, oh, this is a thought form entity. It's like not even real. Um, Where did that come from? And you trace it back. It's like, oh, this person's worried about me. These are their own inner, whatever you want to call it, you know, disruptions that they are so worried about me. They're projecting it at me. And that, you know, it really gets to be like somewhat discombobulated in a, a confusing kind of a way for psychics, because we are discerning, we are sifting through all the information and energy. And the thing is like, when we finally can get <laughs> down to who we are, then we want to maintain it. So we can consistently work with anything that comes up every day keep it clear. So it doesn't, you know, build up over time and we find our way out of that and we keep our light really strong. And then we recognize it when it comes through. And for me, those thought forms, they're kind of tricky because if we don't know it's a thought form, we might give it more power than it really deserves. And I feel like Mm -hmm. things outside of ourselves really don't deserve more power than the light that we have. Like we're aligned with our soul and God. But the thought forms, when we realize, oh, that's just an opinion, that's a thought form. Like they're so easy to clear. I feel with light when we recognize it outside of ourselves and that somebody else's. However, if we've let it get in and, you know, subconsciously, maybe we weren't aware, but if it gets in to our system, and now you mentioned like programs, now it's a part of our operating system, our computer program of how we function to me, it kind of looks like a virus that goes in and starts creating situations and issues within the whole being, the whole body, the whole energy field or certain aspects. And then we have to deprogram it. So once we recognize what it is and we can keep it at bay with a firm boundary and a foundation of love, um, holding that neutrality, I feel like that's like the special point. <laughs> that's the, that's the perfect point of, uh, to be neutrality with love, but also not, not stepping back and not being quiet, you know, like, no, this is what it is. And I'm going to let you work through it, (laughs) but I'm not going to own it. I'm not going to let it infiltrate my reality here. Yes. 100%. And it's so interesting because, you know, nobody thinks of thought forms in that way. It's not something that I hear talked about a lot, but it is so important to know because, you know, for the new person or even seasoned, it really doesn't matter. Honestly, Um, when when those are being sent your way, you'll think, oh, they must be right. I'm getting these images and I'm feeling afraid. Like this must actually be happening and it can wreck you. And you always feel like you are having to fight then all the time. Like, oh, this stuff is attacking me. And Mm -hmm. it really is just, you're picking up on the energy and we celebrate the good thought energy, like the mental, you know, picking up on thought forms of, oh, you know, like, I feel like I need to, you know, call, like my mom's going to call and I can feel it or, or something else. You feel like something good has happened, but the, the negative stuff we internalize and say, oh, it must be about me. Right. Cause the positive is always something else. <laughs> and the negative means that there's something wrong with me and they must be right. But it is just, it's the same way we work in sessions. Like when you go to a, an intuitive or a psychic reader, when they're saying they're getting images, the, the energy that 
is being sent from you to them is coming in and being transferred into either a feeling or a sound or an image. It doesn't mean that the image belongs to the psychic or intuitive or you, the open person receiving information. It just means that you're reading the energy in the field and it's connecting in. And so very often what people I think think are like, you know, um, energies and sometimes entities are a lot of times like picking up on the field of of the psychic energy that's being sent to you and really like then holding on to it not clearing it but then like get the fear attached and then it really can like grow into what you think is way more than sometimes what it is which is mm -hmm. like a psychic projection yeah it creates then you're like feeding your mental energy into creating actually something that was never yeah. true or there to begin with <laughs> Yes. It's like, okay, here we go. We just got looped in and lost in somebody else's fear oh. projection. Oh my gosh. It can get real sticky. And this is the thing. If you think that, oh, well, that means I don't want to delve into this world of spirituality. This is the thing. It is already happening regardless. People aren't mm -hmm. even aware. I think I had this happen thousand times more when I wasn't aware of energy and I wasn't aware of how to clear energy, I don't think that I'm getting like this new energy being sent to me that never has been sent. I just was so muddied with everything. I was always afraid. I was always anxious. I was always worried. And <laughs> so I think what happens is once you start opening um, and allowing your energy to like flow through you more, you, you actually start to get clarity and you can see, you know, the problems a little more clearly or what you want to or things that you don't like a little more clearly because you've added more light in and so people that takes me even to thinking like Amy you know how people are saying like things are worse than they've ever been yeah well, a lot of times you know it's just that there's more light coming and we're able to actually perceive and see issues that were hidden like you know those little dust bunnies under the carpet like or under the rug like we're able to actually see it there's a light being turned on in the house were those dust bunnies and stuff not there already no they were already there but you're just able to see them and so I think we just get a little more clarity when we open up and then you have the choice to discern what is yours what is not hey I don't want those dust bunnies <laughs> in my house, I'm going to start clearing them out, you know? And so that's really the, and I know that you probably have something to say with that, since we're talking about bringing more light into the earth. Like, I think that goes into that as well. And so there's a lot of conversation about like 3d, 5d new earth. When are we leaving this? You know, we can even go into like people's thinking that we're going to be taken over. So, so many fear based things as well kind of come up. Yeah. Yeah. They really do. I know we can go in like all different directions, but you said something that really came through to me. Like, let's really talk about this. So in your experience, you were met with resistance and projections and fear from other people around your religious, spiritual beliefs and practices. But like you mentioned, this is already going on and it doesn't have to be about spirituality. It can be that you've decided to step out of the family business, or you've decided to marry somebody of a different background, or you've decided to move cross country, you know, or now you're vegan. Like it could be anything, right. That yes. goes against the norm of your family and the upbringing or, or your friends, like all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I've got a new idea about life, have a new hobby. And they just look at you like, who are you? I don't even know this person. So these practices that um, 
we're talking about, or these experiences, I should say that we're talking about can happen across the board in any type of situation. And then the practices to clear it is what we talk about consistently in SoulWise LA are the four pillars of energetic hygiene and how important it is to consistently maintain that energetic hygiene every day. And if anybody's interested, our membership SoulWise LA is all about spirituality and how we can use the information and the tenants, the meditation, and the, how the community can support us really in the everyday real world, <laughs> like yeah. what's coming up and what does this mean? Not only from a physical perspective, but also energetically. Yeah. And I just think that there's growing more and more need for these spaces. And that's why we really felt called because I know for me, I needed a space like this. I was so desperate for somebody just to listen to me or affirm me or tell me, Hey, you're good. It's okay. We're going to get through this. I've been through this as well. And I feel like as we continue to move on as a society and more people start to really come into their light and feel more comfortable with it, these spaces and communities become a safe haven and it becomes um, a place where you can feel comfortable just really being real and authentic and know that you're not going to be judged, which is huge. Mm -hmm. It is huge. Yeah, it's really huge. So you guys can um, come over to soulwisela.com and we open the doors periodically throughout the year. So if they're not open at this moment, put yourself on the wait list so that you can be notified. And then um, thank you for joining us here on In The Flow. Next time, Layla, I would love to come back and kind of continue this and talk about the discernment in the spiritual practice, <laughs> yes. you know, as we've stepped into our mediumship or intuitive and channeling um, positions in the world, you know, who are we and how do we navigate that? Yes, I'd love that too. So you guys follow, like, subscribe, share with anyone who you think this would benefit or would be nourishing for them. And we can't wait to meet with you guys again. See you soon. See ya. Bye. Hi, this is Amy. And this is Layla. And we are so excited to bring to you guys this cool new opportunity for our course. So if you are interested in developing your psychic abilities, if you've heard the term clairvoyance, clairsentience, and you kind of understand what it means, but you're a little confused of how it actually shows up and then how to actually work with it. Well, me and Amy have created this online live course starting September 20th that's going to help guide and lead you through your psychic gifts so that all of the confusion and wondering if you're doing it right can be settled and any questions you have, you're going to be able to work on them live with Amy and me and with the other students. We're going to include practice time. So it's a wonderful opportunity to deep dive into your psychic abilities. Yes. And this will support you for your own intuitive conversations with spirit. It will support you if you're working or want to work in this field of sharing messages with others. And also like for myself, it just helps me to feel a sense of safety and peace to understand what's happening with the clairsenses. When I'm getting a message, 
How is that coming through? We're really excited to share this opportunity with you. We're here as two seasoned psychic intuitives. So if you're interested in more information, or if you're ready to just sign up today, (laughs) hit the link in the bio. We're so excited and we can't wait to meet you. 